0: Our History Podcast, Episode 4, The History of Medicine.
1: Hello and welcome to Our History, The History Podcast, I'm doing with my dad.
0: Hello, I'm Otto's dad. So, Otto, what do you know about the history of medicine?
1: Um, not much really. I knew that, like, a long time ago, cavemen knocked holes into people's heads, like, saying... If, let us fracture your skull and you'll get better.
0: Why do they do that? I don't know. No. I think they were doing it to uh, let the evil spirits out of their heads or something. Or that's a theory. Huh. Um, What I know about the history of medicine is there was a guy called Hippocrates. And he was important. And he was Greek. Um, Was he a hippo? No. <laughs> he had an oath, though. And there was another guy called Galen, and he was important. What have
1: hippos got to do with oaths? Oaths. Oaths.
0: think. Hippocrates has got something to do with an oath.
1: Well, no, but he, I, I said, is he a hippo? And he said, no, but he has an oath.
0: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's okay. No, he wasn't a hippo. <laughs> but
1: he took stop. Oath.
0: He had an oath. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there was a guy called Galen who was important. And was he, he Scottish? He was, a, he was Roman. Galen. Was um, Co- he
1: sounds Scottish.
0: Does he? Yeah. I don't think he was Scottish.
1: That sounds like Gatlin. But... No, that doesn't sound Scottish. That's an American sprinter. Justin Gatlin.
0: Yes. Anyway, so I think that maybe we need to go off and do a bit of research. Yeah. Let's buy some books on the history of medicine. Our history podcast, the history of medicine, part two. And this isn't a real part two, so let's just have a quick little ding from Martin. No need to introduce ourselves, let's just get going. Okay, so we've done a little bit more research since uh, the last time we um, recorded, and hopefully we found out a thing or two. Um, so, I, yeah, I looked into um, Hippocrates, and it turns out he, he wasn't probably actually one person, but uh, lots of people. So, a bit like Homer. You know who Homer is? Oh, I
1: was just about to say that, yeah. Oh, go on. I was just about to say a bit like Homer. No. That was literally all I was about to say.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so, they were a bunch of people, um, and wrote lots of different things, and then they it was all... Put down um,
1: Like, didn't people think Homer wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey?
0: They did, yeah. And so they were very ancient Greeks. Um, I mean, Hippocrates, if he did exist, there were probably there was a guy called Homer, and probably there was a guy called Hippocrates. Um, they reckon that Hippocrates probably lived sometime between four sixty and 377 BC. So that's probably about 200 years after Homer, if Homer did exist. So it's probably the same kind of thing. So there was a guy called Homer, and there probably was a guy called Hippocrates. um, And they did some writing, but perhaps they were writing down what other people had already said or um, invented. Um, and,
1: and taking
0: the credit. And taking all the credit, yeah. As I mentioned in our very brief part one, there is a thing called the Hippocratic Oath. Um, and I've got it in here in front of me. I'm not going to quote it all, but...
1: There's nothing to do with
0: hippos. Absolutely nothing to do with or hippos. Or hypocrites. Or hypocrites, no. Although it must have something to do with... Do you know why, why are hippos called hippos?
1: because someone
0: saw a hippo and I went, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> No, no, hippopotamus means river horse. Hippo oh. means horse in Greek. Um, so the Hippocratic Oath, and I'll read a little bit out here, is, quote, I will use my power to help the sick to the best of my ability and judgment. I will abstain from harming or wrongdoing any man by it. I will not give a fatal draft to anyone if I am asked, nor will I suggest any such thing. Neither will I give a woman means to procure an abortion. I will be chaste and religious in my life and in my practice. Um, So that does mean, so the Hippocratic Oath is something that I think doctors still uh, promise when they become doctors. And that's one of the reasons that they cannot perform euthanasia. Do you know what euthanasia is?
1: Killing someone kindly.
0: Killing someone kindly. So not,
1: because I just saw you search that before we started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't tell people that hot. Um I just had a senior moment, I couldn't remember the, the word, which probably means I'm about ready for a bit of euthanasia. So it's basically what we do with animals where you can put an animal down if it's sick and ill, um, but you can't do that to a human being. Although you can in some countries. So doctors... But
1: aren't they trying to get that as a law that you can yeah. do that? Yeah. If they won't survive, but they will die in a not very nice way, yeah. then it was the best thing to do.
0: Yes. And there are, um, it, it's legal in Switzerland, so um, it's a bit of a sort of legal battle that goes on where people want to go to Switzerland so they can um, die when they decide they want to die rather than have a long, slow, painful death. But it's very complicated because the poor doctors you know, don't want to be the ones who have to do it. Mm. So um, that was Hippocrates, um, and he, well, he and the... People who were part of the Hippocratic writing, maybe we can call it, um, were very important early Greek doctors. And then the person that I also mentioned in our part one was Galen. Um, Galen was definitely a very real person. Uh, He was definitely not Scottish. He was Roman. Well, actually, no, he wasn't Roman. But was he, he wasn't. He wasn't Scottish either. He, no, he, he was probably. Was he, American? he was definitely not American. Do you want to keep guessing? Um, Zimbabwe? No.
1: <laughs> was he Canadian? No. Was he Jamaican? No. I'm trying to think of stuff which is anything to do with Justin Gatlin I thought oh, yes, yeah, but he's because not called
0: Gatlin he's called Justin Galen.
1: Bieber who's Canadian and as you say Bolt who's also a sprinter he's Jamaican
0: yeah or it could be Warren Gatlin who's from New Zealand
1: yeah is he New Zealand? Is he from New Zealand
0: no I he's think French he's not French <laughs> this could make for a very long podcast if we go through all the countries in the world he was Greek Greek Thank you. Well done. He was Greek uh, from the Turkish, uh, well, what is now Turkey, but would have been then Greek. A lot of that part of the world spoke Greek, whether it was in what is now Greece or what is now Turkey, uh, because it was a long time before the Turks ever arrived in that part of the world. And they spoke Greek and it was part of the Roman world um, in about uh, 100 I better get the dates for Galen. Galen, AD 129-216, was born in Pergamon, modern Bergama, Turkey. Um, And so his dad thought he should become a doctor and obviously uh, Rome was the place to be for anything in those days and they sent him off to Rome to go and be a doctor and he became the greatest doctor uh, in Rome and we know he was the greatest doctor because Galen told us so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was a, basically a massive show-off. <laughs> and he decided well, that... A bit
1: like sort of Caesar. Uh, yes. He leaves a lot of things because he
0: told us, so. Exactly, very much like Caesar. One of Galen's main theories was the theory of the four humours. Ah, oh, yes. Do you know a bit about this?
1: I remember reading it the thing.
0: So, Otz, tell us a bit about what you know about... The uh, theory of the four humors.
1: Well, I know that blood is associated with heart or liver pain. Mhm. So not because I'm just reading that from the book. <laughs> Yellow bile is yeah. associated with anger or aggression. Yeah. Black bile is associated with tumors, pain. Yep. Yeah. So- Lujellum.
0: Spelt P-H-L-E-G-M. Phlegm. <laughs> Flem. Yeah.
1: Associated with depression or poor breathing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, that was the theory, that, that there were these four main humours which were associated with all these different liquids in your body. So, that the, the, the liquids were anything that was red, that was like blood, and... Um, Or there was uh, yellow bile, so that would be things like wee or urine, as you called it. Um, Then phlegm was, you know, um, anything that's sort of white, so that would be spit and that kind of thing. And black bile, I don't think they ever quite worked out what black bile was, because it was anything that was black. Um, So I think that was more a case of, you know, mixtures of uh, these liquids. So
1: So an actual bad thing. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, it's quite funny because a lot of this actually does make us, It's these are words that we still use today. So phlegmatic, if you're phlegmatic, it means you don't get overexcited and you're very cool and calm and that kind of thing. If you're bilious, it means you're very angry and aggressive and not very nice at all. Um, and so they basically th- they thought that the body needed to have a balance of the four humours in, in perfect harmony. Um, and that was the, how you would be a healthy person. I think you've got a bit more in this book that you're completely not reading about the treatment.
1: So the treatment... Um, there was purging, yeah. which would be making people bleed.
0: Oh, yeah. Sweat. Yeah.
1: Or vomit to remove excess humour. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could change diets. Yeah. Prescribing specific food and drink. Um especially herbs that were thought to replenish a missing, air quotes, humour.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't think that Galen actually invented this humour theory, but it was definitely something that he pushed. And then it was basically what uh, was the main medical theory for the next thousand years. (laughs) So, yeah, so I wanted to have a bit more in our podcast about some really nasty sort of medieval gross-out type um, cures that they had. Um, did you find anything in, in your book? Um, Wasn't there something about having a spoonful of monkey or baby poo with a do- dollop of honey?
1: Uh, oh, ew. Wait, it says that that's for a sore throat. Yeah. So do you have to eat that? Yeah. That's...
0: Ew. Ew. <laughs> and I don't know if it would do any uh, bit at all. And um, what was that one?
1: It seems everything that falls off your body could be mixed into medicine. All bits of skin if you suffered from bad headaches. Some ap- apothecary apothecaries Very good. would recommend a nice mix of earwax and mud usually applied to the balm that's gross
0: usually applied as a balm
1: as a balm not to the bum i said to the balm <laughs> I, I thought that's like your scalp kind of
0: no 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 you as know? a balm is a sort of a cream yeah. um yeah because that's something i was thinking about was that you know, all of the, the the famous doctors who were writing all these famous um, books about medicine and, you know, like Hippocrates and Galen and all the other guys, they were all men. And it's something that we mentioned before that, um, you know, there's this sort of great man theory of, of um, history, which is really sort of basically quite sexist, that it was, you know, great men made did great things and they were the ones who influenced history all through But I I think in medicine, a lot of the times um, it was the sort of women who were the healers Mm -hmm. and who would have been kind of like the witches in in villages or would have been considered sort of slightly outside society. But they passed down knowledge about herbs and remedies that was probably never written down because generally they they might well have been um, illiterate. So they would have just passed it down from, you know, from probably mother mm-hmm. to daughter. And those remedies were probably a lot more effective than all of these mad inventions, <laughs> mad ideas that, that people like Galen had. Um, yeah, because... Do you read about this woman, Hildegard?
1: Hildegard's Herbs. One of the most famous books on herbal medicine was written by a 12th century German nun, Hildegard of Biggen.
0: Bingen, Bingen, yeah.
1: who also happened to be one of the first known musical composers. Hildegard believed in green power, using plants and herbs to cure a number of illnesses. Her books are still referred to today.
0: Yeah, so she she is very well known, and um, so but you know, it was probably a lot better to use some of these. Um, herbal remedies than, you know, cutting people's arms open and bleeding them or <laughs> sticking leeches on them and all that kind of stuff. Um, cool. Anyway, so I think that's probably enough about medieval medicine, because basically they didn't know an awful lot about it. But I think it was sort of around mm-hmm. the the Renaissance that um, medicine really sort of took a lot of strides forward um, and... Um, when people really started understanding things. So listeners, I think we'll leave it there, just on the uh, cusp of the Renaissance, when uh, medicine starts to actually catch up a little bit. Um, I edited out a little uh, stat that, that uh, I read that more people were killed by uh, medicine that were cured by it until about the uh, 20th century. So we'll pick up again just when medicine seems to be taking some leaps and bounds forwards um, in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much.